0: Section four of The One-Eyed Griffin and Other Tales by Herbert Escot Inman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The One-Eyed Griffin, Chapter four Among the Fairies. Twenty-four fairy soldiers, and not one of them taller than your little finger. Twenty-four brave warriors, each dressed in glittering armor made from beetles' shining wings each with a beautiful silken cloak worked by gossamer weavers and woven in rainbow hues, each with long lances gathered from the whispering sedges, with shields and helms of pure rock crystal and plumes plucked from the hummingbirds' breasts. Twenty-four good swords of hornet-stings hung from their left sides, and twenty-four blind bats were their chargers. Swiftly they came towards the griffin, and the leader cried hey old one-eye what are you doing here and who is that upon your back that is howard answered the griffin i am bringing him to fairyland that he may obtain the help of your queen what does he want her help for next demanded the fairy to conquer three great giants who have got Trixie prisoner and who will not give up my other eye come along then cried the little soldier whipping up his bat I'm sure the queen will be very glad to see you, Howard, and will do all she can to help you. Thank you, answered Howard, and, surrounded by their guides, he and the griffin flew swiftly on, and soon alighted on the wonderful shores of Fairyland. And, mind you, Fairyland is a wonderful place, and you must never be surprised at what you meet there. Once, long ago, it used to be on earth, so that everyone could see it, but when men began to grow bad and hard-hearted, the fairies found they could not live with them. Then people began to say that there were no such things as fairies. So the little folk flew right away, and only come to earth now in the quiet moonlight, and no one but little children and a few big folk who have still got children's hearts can ever see them. All around, far as Howard could see, stretched a carpet of the most lovely green velvety grass, worked all over with patterns of real sweet-scented violets and lily-bells here and there were great clusters of brown nodding fern and banks of the pretty harebells while rippling and shining a stream of clearest water fell over rocks of pure crystal and wound its way through the meadows lovely birds darted to and fro and filled the air with sweet music and great brilliant butterflies sunned themselves upon the splendid roses that blossomed all around howard could not help thinking that the griffin was much too big to come into this beautiful place but when he looked at him he was surprised to find that he just seemed to fit right for one of the strange things in fairyland is that everything suits itself to its surroundings here we are cried the guide jump off howard our hero did as requested, and following the leader, was led into the presence of the lovely fairy queen. "'Welcome to our land,' she said, smiling at the visitors. "'I knew you would be here soon, and shall be glad to do what I can to help you.' "'Thanks, your majesty,' responded Howard, while the griffin, standing upon his hind legs, tucked his tail under his arm, and made a most profound bow.' I am aware of all that has occurred, she continued, for though we are not seen by you earth people, my subjects are in every place, watching how children behave. Howard blushed and hung his head. It was not pleasant to think that the Queen knew about his ill temper. Never mind, she said, as though she could read his thoughts. We all may do wrong, but if we are sorry and try to atone for what we have done, we may undo the mischief and conquer the giants i am sorry he answered honestly i did not mean to give trixie to don't care well we must set her free but i warn you that although i can advise you and even help you a little you must do the work yourself i will indeed i will he cried eagerly if you will only tell me how to get trixie away here i say growled the griffin don't forget about my eye no i will not replied howard please your majesty i must get the griffin's eye for him quite so howard you will get that at the same time you set trixie free now as you will have to go a journey by yourself gobbo Bobo had better go back to giant land and keep guard over trixie oh uff uh, woof howled the griffin dismally i shall be killed the giants will twist my poor tail off if i go back now oh woof 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 he looked so terribly frightened that howard felt quite sorry for him but the queen leaned forward smiled and touched him with her wand go back in this shape and no one will know you she said and howard stared in wonder for the griffin had changed into a dear little robin the only thing to mark him as gobbo-bobbo being that he still had only one eye if howard was surprised the griffin was more so and very funny it was to see him hopping round first on one foot then on the other flapping his little wings and turning his head sideways to look at himself merrily laughed all the fays as they watched him and even the queen smiled Chup chirp he piped in shrill tones it is all very well for you to laugh, but pray who am I? Am I myself or somebody else? And if I am somebody else, shall I ever be myself again? Oh, yes, said the fairy queen. As soon as Howard sets foot in giant land, you will instantly take your own shape. But now fly off as fast as you can and tell Trixie all that has happened. All right, your majesty. Goodbye, fairies. Goodbye, Howard. "'and do not forget my eye.' "'And with a parting chirp he was gone. "'Howard watched him until at last "'he became only a little speck, "'that soon vanished in the blue sky. "'Then, turning to the queen, "'he stood ready to hear her instructions. "'Now, Howard,' said the tiny monarch, "'listen to me. "'You will have to go a journey "'into a strange, dreary land, "'where you will come to a hill "'called Difficulty.' "'Why?' he cried, that is the hill Christian climbed. Yes, she replied gravely, and it is a hill that all good and great men and women have to climb, and you too must go over it. Halfway up, you will find a path that is called Effort, and along this you must go. It is all overgrown with thick brambles of a plant called Discouragement, and to clear these away, I am going to give you a magic sword which we fairies call resolution when you have got to the end of the path you will see a great tree it is the tree of patience and it is very hard to climb but if you cut holes in the trunk with your sword you will be able to manage it now when you get to the first bough search among the leaves and you will find a nut made of copper on the second bough there is one made of silver and on the third one near the top of the tree one of pure gold these three nuts you must pick for though they are very small each contains a powerful genie who will overcome one of your enemies the first in the copper nut is i will try the second is i can and the last i will try can do much can does more and will does everything do you understand yes answered howard but when i have got the nuts what am i to do please as soon as you have picked the last one, you will find yourself back in Gobble Castle. Then you must crack the nuts, beginning with the copper one, and your friends will direct you what to do next. The queen ceased, and two little elves, stepping forward, bowed and laid at her feet a beautiful sword in a golden scabbard. This is the fairy sword. Resolution, she said. Take it, Howard, and read what is written on the blade. He picked it up and having fastened the belt round his waist drew out the keen shining blade and saw these words engraved upon it there is no foe that may withstand my blade when wielded by true hand if heart is brave and hand is true resolution all can do i'll clear the path i'll cut the tree success he wins who fights with me can you read it howard asked the queen yes your majesty he responded then go and do your best, and be sure you do not lose your sword. Now good-bye, and good luck. Fairy guards, take Howard and lead him at once to the great desert of unaccomplished deeds, and set him on the road that leads to difficulty. Your majesty is obeyed, shouted the guards, and surrounding the little boy they sank with him right through the earth. End of section 4